This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour two of the program continues. Today we are supporting the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com, the website. And, uh, I mean, we do this, uh, what, twice a year? New home to give away, hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. The 50-50 is like $2 million already. Yeah, it's going to top $3 million What's going for that. on? The early bird prize, that's coming up in uh, mid to late April. Right now, it's the bonus prize. Buy your tickets before midnight tomorrow. You're in for all of it, plus the bonus prize, which is a brand-new Maserati Levante, plus a luxury vacation trip for two to the Maldives, or... If you don't like to travel and you don't like, uh, if you don't like nice things, you could just take the one hundred and fifty thousand dollar cash prize, and then stay in for all the other prizes. You could burn that money if you wanted. It'd be really stupid, but if you really needed, I mean, to, I, you could do that. we're not going to ju- well, we'll do whatever you want it. with that money. Do whatever the hell you want. Just go buy your tickets because it's uh, it's about raising money for a very important, uh, very important cause, the Calgary Health Foundation. They take uh, they take all that money and then uh, use it in ways that we as Albertans and Calgarians desperately need. We'll talk to uh, Mike Meldrum coming up a little bit later on. Right now, he is the uh, he is the voice of the Toronto Blue Jays. He is Ben Wagner. And I'll say this, Benny, it's good to uh, I, I enjoy hearing Ben Wagner calling baseball games. It, uh, it, it just feels right. We're back, baby. I'm, I'm happy to do that for you. Yeah, whatever, whatever sense of normalcy I can provide for you too. Please sign me up. Well, yeah, and no, others too, uh, not just us. Yeah, I mean, coast to coast to coast. No, 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 no. And no, I know that's what that's what you're focused on when you're in the broadcast booth. Is those two imagine boomer and those Pinder. two dummies in Calgary? If not, if nothing else, <laughs> I know they're listening, and this is important. I, I, to I think. What what would Boomer really not like to know about Ghostge Coteau? Here that's we right. go. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. That's how I that's how I start my day. Rolling out of bed. How are you guys? Well, it would be what doesn't he already know about uh, that the, player you were uh, mentioning? Yeah, you got to really dig yeah. uh, dig in deep. He sprained his Cato the other day. <laughs> That's right. So Clearwater, Florida, uh, taking a look yesterday. We because we had talked about it with the Phillies, uh, and at this point, when you're when you're the traveling team, uh, you just need to take somebody who resembles a major league baseball player with some experience and a heartbeat into some of these games. We did not have high hopes for the Jays yesterday, but it ended up being a tight one. Yeah. Yeah, okay, here's here's what you look at on the travel roster, right? Um, who are the big names, and what can you get either if there are no big names, one through nine? Look at the pitchers. What do you see? And sometimes, you know, up to nine guys, like it was the case on Sunday, where nine different pitchers from the Blue Jays threw, or yesterday, Jose Barrios goes out, gets the start against the Philadelphia Phillies, wants to ratchet up a pitch count. That didn't really happen. He didn't look very sharp with his pitches overall. Uh, that's the biggest takeaway from the ball game. But also then this is the time of spring training where you can start to map out what are the Blue Jays going to do towards opening day. Uh, that was step number one. Kevin Gosman gets his first spring start today. Then Hyunjin Ryu. I think that's, those are the three big guys that are going to throw against the Texas Rangers to open up the regular season. So the, the, I guess the, the landscape is a little bit clearer as we get into these final two weeks of, of spring training. But also then you're trying to look at what happened in Clearwater yesterday from a bullpen perspective. 
Ryan Barucki, the velocity seems back. Ryan Barucki and the changeup emerges, and Jordan Romano comes out and he throws, and he looks okay with a fastball slider combination. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I know people get wrapped up in, you know, ah, we didn't see any of the regulars today, but uh, you saw some guys that are going to have very, very, very important roles in that bullpen and rotation throw yesterday, and you can take away a lot. I'm kind of interested in how they line up the rotation because what you're saying uh, would lead me to believe that they're going to split up Ryu and Kikuchi, not have lefties back-to-back, but maybe have Manoa throwing in between them. Uh, Are you a believer of that? You don't want to line up lefties and righties too many in a row? You'd rather go back and forth and force other teams to put different guys in and have to adjust their lineup? Less with the Blue Jays lefties. But overall, yes. When I, what, if you look at what I believe in, you know, and stacking your left-handers in a rotation, I don't like that. But these two left-handers are so different. You, you know, you have kind of the detailed painting of Hyunjin Ryu. You know, fastball that's low nineties, change-up repertoire, a lot of different pitches, and you know, inside, outside, up and down with Ryu, where you know that finite location is very important. Uh, with Kikuchi, upper velo, uh, you know, not as deep as certainly not a deep repertoire, you know, like we have seen with some of the other pitchers. Uh, Kikuchi is a fastball. You know, he's got that slider combination. He does have other tricks in the back, but they're going to also change how Kikuchi throws and kind of mimic what they did and found a lot of success with Robbie Ray. Remember, the Robbie Ray focus last year will be the roadmap for Kikuchi this year and he walked away with some significant hardware because of that and that is throw strikes let your stuff play they believe in the stuff and you know a year ago i remember people just kind of rolling their eyes like oh here we go you know robbie ray the high walk rate now all you want to hear is about the broadcasters throw strikes well it worked (laughs) and it paid off big for the toronto blue jays so that's the that's the good news and they know that they've got a lot to believe in with kikuchi and the fact that they're going to challenge him not to be so not so fine and nibble around and work deep counts that's not that's not his game he wants to go out there and pound the zone so uh with the lefties going back-to-back, if there are rainouts, if there are, I don't think it's as significant as what lefty-lefty would have been in years past for Blue Jays' rotation. But um, with the way that they stacked them up, moving towards opening day, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gossman, and then Hyunjin Ryu, three different looks against the Rangers. But then you also avoid going Ryu in the Bronx, and you get Alec Manoa, then to Kikuchi, and bang, you come back with Jose Barrios right away. I think that's a great way to go in to face a division opponent. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that second series at all. What does the back of the bullpen look like? If you had to hand the ball after six or seven, who are the guys you want ready to roll for the Blue Jays? And how different does it feel this bullpen is than the one they started with this time last year? I am I am ready to see Yemi Garcia, who had his visa issues cleared up. He may even throw a bullpen today or tomorrow, uh, depending on how he feels after his travel getting here. So that's a significant sign. I think he's going to have a major role in how the Blue Jays line up their bullpen uh, going down the stretch here. Uh, it's not going to be that different. You know, honestly, um, you've got Adam Simber, you've got Trevor Richards, you've got Jordan Romano. I'm really interested to see, you know, David Phelps looks really, really good in camp. He continues to wretch it up coming off that lat surgery, and he's, he's a professional. He told the Blue Jays that he will be extremely honest if he's not ready to go on opening day. He will tell them that he needs extra time. So not that that's a big wrinkle in the plan, 
It's, but he is part of the plan, you know, and he's a veteran guy that goes out there and does nothing but command the strike zone and induce soft contact. So that's really good news. Uh, the, the other guy that factors into this would be Ryan Barucki one, because he's got good stuff, you know, and he, the last couple of years just has not been good mechanically. And he's trying to think too much on the mound and be too creative trying to get outs. I, I like Ryan Barucki and his potential this year. The coaching staff continues to bring up his name when you talk about high-impact guys, high-leverage guys that could factor in. That's one of them. So if you get to a power lefty like Barucki has become, 96, 97-mile-an-hour fastball with command and the changeup plus the slider that he's added over the last two years, uh, that's a really nice complement piece from the left side late in ball games. The Blue Jays didn't go out and get an anointed closer, if you will, like a Kinley Jansen. So that job is technically going to be Jordan Romano's, and I'm fine with that. But also, Romano will be used in some higher leverage situations even earlier in ballgames. That's when you can go out and you can have the Simbers of the world you know, continue to go out and get the final three outs of a ballgame. And, and that's, that's okay. That's, that's okay, and that's how you maneuver Major League Baseball now in 2022 and moving forward. Uh, so... You know, you say that, and you also have to look where the roster is. They expanded it by two. I think one is going to go to a catcher, if you have the ability to do that. And Alejandro Kirk checks out okay, and they carry three guys. Nate Pearson becomes the wild card in all this. You know, do you want the power coming out of the bullpen? Or, with the way that the Blue Jays' schedule is, do you go six men in the rotation? So that is something that still has to be determined by the Blue Jays and how they want to how they want to use him, you know, because if you got Pearson and you get him two or three times a week, is that better than one start every five days? That you know, or six days, as is the case here. Uh, so there, are, there are little burning questions about spring training, making out this roster, but there are some important decisions to make on how these guys map out. Ben Wagner, our guest here on Sportsnet. Blue Jays, what was 16 days away? 15, just Jeez, over the 8th. That's coming up quick. And I wonder, because you're it's there. Eight. and Two yeah, weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you're around all the baseball people now. Are there, are there some concerns? I'm just wondering when you get this close to it, and of course with we, we know what happened with the labor, you know, the labor, we'll call it the lockout. So this is what it is. I just wonder, are there some, what, what do you look for? Fast starts, slow starts? When when do you are you concerned about maybe a player with with a performance or two that doesn't look strong? Is there any kind of sense among the people you're around what to expect when things do get going here in already two weeks? Uh, individually, I think guys are looking just to find some consistency. If there were major major concerns about guys in the rotation, right? Because the Blue Jays, no doubt, have revamped their rotation to be deeper and a lot stronger, and you're going to need it. In division, out of division, doesn't matter. Um, there's a lot of expectations for this Blue Jays club, so, and deservedly so. Uh, the Blue Jays believe you're only as good as the next day's starting pitcher, and that is going to be the key for the Toronto Blue Jays moving forward. Uh, so even though Barrios was not as sharp you know, his last time out, there's absolutely no panic button in this one. From an offensive standpoint, I don't get any concern from the players or, honestly, the coaches because April 8th is going to arrive and everybody's going to be in a different gear. But then it all has to start clicking for the Blue Jays. Uh, the, the major concern here is how does this team perform out of the gate? You can't win anything in April, but you can certainly lose a lot 
in April and find yourself trying to leapfrog too many different teams. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, the three teams that are probably going to be in the, uh, in this thing all the way through the end. And I had a great conversation with Anthony Rizzo when the Yankees were here the other day about being in the American league East and signing his deal with the New York Yankees and the blue Jays and what the next step is for them. And he goes, you know, the biggest move for the Chicago Cubs when he was there is that young core started to get better, more confident. It's very similar to the Toronto Blue Jays. And he goes, watch how this team performs in close ball games. When you start to win those one and two run games and somebody steps up or as a unit, they get things done. And it's somebody coming in to get a big out or a big hit here or there. That's when you know the young team has turned the corner and, and it starts to become a team to be reckoned with. And he said, I saw it last year, start with the Toronto Blue Jays, the way that they played in August and September. And he said, he goes, that guy is the league's best. And he goes, major league baseball's best offensive player. And he was pointing over at first base and Vladimir Guerrero jr. So there, there are different makers in this ball club. And if, if Vladdy performs like Vladdy has performed so far in spring training, which remember last year, what he did at the start of the year, was on the heels of a great spring training. Uh, it's going to be a massive catalyst for the Blue Jays. One of the guys I don't think there's a lot of buzz around, and, and rightfully so with all the big names in the lineup, was a guy that, that hit over 300 last year and can play multiple positions, and it's Santiago Espinal. He's going to play a lot at second and likely a platoon with Biggio. And Arden Zwelling's got a good piece up on sportsnet.ca about his interactions with Marcus Simeon and the habits that he's inherited. What do you expect to see at second? How much is that split? between him and Biggio, and, and why aren't we talking more about a guy that flirted with, what, a 320 average last year? You know, Santiago Espinal is a product of Marcus Simeon, and Marcus Simeon made his mark on this Blue Jay team and will do it for years to come because of his work ethic and his pedigree and the year that he was having. Even though it was such a short, brief appearance with the Blue Jays, uh, he learned a lot, and Marcus admitted that to us over the course of last year when we were doing the games. But he made his thumbprint on everybody that he played with, including Bo Bichette and Santiago Espinal and many, many others. Uh, for Santi specifically, and Arden's piece on sportsnet.ca is fantastic. And I talked to Santiago two days ago at the cage about his workout and that routine. It was a routine that he found both with diet, so handling his nutrition, plus his, his emphasis was three workouts per week, three big workouts per week. Because over the course of his career, he would lose a lot of weight in the regular season. He felt like he would break down. And this is over the course of like 140, 144 games in the minor league component. Now you got 20 more games to a major league season. Santiago Espinal said, I need to bulk up. I need to be stronger on my lower half and be better. So that's what he focused in on. He added 15 pounds of muscle. He never has been this heavy in his life. He goes, I've never been over 180, let alone 185. And he's thick, man. He's thick. And the emphasis was uh, better body control, core strength on the top half, better endurance and agility and running drills that made that lower half much stronger moving into this season. And he thinks it's going to be the long haul. He's been consistent with that. And now he's taking it to the diamond. What's, the Blue Jays are hesitant to say a platoon situation with Biggio, the left-handed batter, everyday second baseman for the majority of his career. Santiago Espinal has been a shortstop. We know he played third base really, really effectively with the glove last year. And that bat. Can the bat find the consistency the way that he had it from June 1st all the way to the end of the regular season? Because he really found something, you know, with that stride, that routine that he learned from Marcus Simeon. That's all coming together here. 
I don't think that he's going to be overexposed this year because the Blue Jays won't put him in that position. But Kevin and him will be in the lineup at the same time. There may be a day that Kevin needs to play in the outfield. He may play first base if Vlad is going to DH. Uh, Santiago Espinal will give days off to Bo Bichette. So there, there might be days that both these guys are in the lineup, even if everyone is healthy. Keep that in mind. So that's why they're, they're hesitant to say that these guys are going to pl- just platoon uh, at second base. But he's good with the glove all over. He's extremely confident all over. And where he's advanced is the strike zone and the discipline within the strike zone, not being overexposed and then being overmatched. You, know, you really don't see him chase a lot of bad pitches, and that's been the key to his success. Last one for you. You mentioned three catchers. Why would they break with three rather than the, the standard two? You, you talked expanded rosters, but um, I, I guess Reese McGuire is a left-handed bat. Is that why, or what are we thinking? Because Alejandro Kirk can hit. Uh, that's, that's why they would break, break camp with three. Uh, and this is a really, really deep lineup. It gets extremely deep with Alejandro Kirk. I, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the belief right now, and I'm going against the grain here. I'm not in the belief that if opening day rosters were at 26, Alejandro Kirk would be in the big leagues. I'm just not. Mm. I think it'd be Danny Jansen, and it would be Reese McGuire, and then Alejandro Kirk would be with Gabby Moreno down in AAA. And the, the bat and the ball skills are tremendous. Alejandro Kirk not taking anything away from what he does offensively. I mean, he is a guy that, that can hit. And, you know, he puts the bat, and he's a great contact guy. I just don't know that that's going to be the absolute need for the Blue Jays when they open up. That's just not the sense that I'm getting talking with, with people in the organization. Um, mm-hmm. With what he is doing here in spring training, that's obviously going to put more and more pressure on there. But with the expanded roster, this gives Charlie Montoyo in the front office a lot more to think about with the addition of two. They add the arm, which makes things certainly more interesting, but the ability then to carry three catchers without that crunch and a hard, hard decision coming on April 7th when it's time to figure out who takes the field on April the 8th and runs to the third baseline for the Blue Jays. You see him DH at all or no, Kirk? Oh, I think he's going to DH. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know. listen, you're going to get a lot more contact and balls in play than you are with Randall Gritchick. If this thing goes out the way that it's supposed to, right? you get Gurriel in left, you have George Springer in center, you get Teoscar Hernandez back in healthy in right field. I'd much rather have Alejandro Kirk as my DH than Randall Gritchick or anybody else that's on the bench. Uh, that's that's a no-brainer for me because he puts the ball in play. Randall's going to get a lot of at-bats if he's part of this, and that's still a big question mark. Um, you know, you continuously around here hear his name brought up in trade rumors. You hear his agent trying to be active with other organizations, trying to get him out of the Blue Jays where he can be a uh, more everyday player, perhaps in some other setting, uh, because right now, He's just not that guy, and it's a very similar situation than last year, but obviously the injuries to George Springer um, created more opportunity for Randall. It's, 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 it's a really, really good problem for the Blue Jays to have right now. So Florida, hey? Things are okay? How's that golf cart? You keep that thing plugged in? You're not running out of battery? No, today stinks. I'm, oh, it's, it, it's raining right now. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, I mean, it's, it is 23 degrees outside, yeah. so I got that working for me. Yeah. But I'm looking at the tarp. It's fluttering because they got the blower on right oh. now. It just started to pour again. Ah. 
Yeah, feel really bad for me, guys. I'm really Please. sorry about that, Ben. Yeah. yeah I, did uh, you have to scrape yeah. ice off your windshield today, or was there no ice? <laughs> yeah, we, we got some snow. There was a little overnight. bit of yeah. dew. Yeah. There was dew. a little bit of dew. I put my bag next dew. to the car, and it got a little soiled. Yeah, see, there it is. Uh, that's, that's my adversity it's today. Tough, man. That's see, tough. people don't hear this side of it, right? The the trials and tribulations I, that you go through. They just think every day is like, oh, yeah, rain training. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah. there's adversity here. Yeah. Thanks for stepping up for uh, the company and doing all that for us. We appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Be good, man. We're, uh, Thanks, Benny. We're listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Hopefully we get a ball game in today. It should be a good one. Right on. We'll Thanks, talk to ben. you guys later. You bet. There's Ben Wagner, voice of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays on the Sportsnet uh, radio network. I like the idea of Kirk DH, and I hadn't really thought of that for some reason. How do you not love Alejandro Kirk? I, uh, huh? Huh? I'm uh, Look, the, the minute you, you brought him up to me, whatever, it's season, ago, season yeah. and a half ago, and uh, you do the Google, uh, the image, I'm down with this dude. Yeah. And he's had a good start to the season, so yeah. He's incredibly conservatively listed at 5'9", 220. I think 5'9", 250 is probably closer to the truth. 5'9", 220. Good. That's great. It's been a while since he's seen that one. Yeah, I think. Right? Um, that's that's a while With ago. one leg on the floor, maybe. But he, uh, but he can swing. From Tijuana. Right from his heels. Boy. We'll come back. Mike Meldrum, president and CEO of the Calgary Health Foundation. The uh, the big deadline coming up. It's the first of a few, and we're going to tell you. But this is the, the this is when you want to get in. All of the prizing is up for grabs. You may as well get in now. Midnight tomorrow is the bonus prize deadline. We'll talk to Mike when we come back. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, see, Ted, we just had Benny Wagner on. He was telling us about the the way it canceled. Braves, Blue Jays, spring training game. Too damp, too moist, apparently, uh, for today's game. Sorry, Benny. Damp? Too damp. A little damp here as well. I think you got those new wipers. So nice, man. Just living in so luxury. Great. New wipers. Sometimes you have to do things for yourself. Our next guest, we, of course, now, it's the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. And I've been saying this uh, from yesterday to today. We talk about buying tickets and getting in for prizing <coughs> and all of that. Now is when you want it because all of the prizing, all of it, is still to come. It's not like you missed out on a big one or, or a couple of big ones. Now is the time to get in by uh, midnight tomorrow. Joining us on the old, uh, on the blower from uh, Calgary Health Foundation is the president and CEO, Mike Meldrum. Michael, good morning. How are we? Uh, very good. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's good to talk to you again. It's, uh, it's, another, it's another year and, you know, the world's changed a little bit, but I give credit to people with the Health Foundation and the, the Lottery Show Home Still selling tickets, still firing out prizes and cars and trips and homes because uh, the money is as important as ever. It's a, it's been a challenge for everybody, I know, Mike. But uh, but good job on on forging ahead because this is an important endeavor. Yeah, you know, we really have all come to see how important our health system is, and it's uh, just amazing to have such incredible support from the community. So now you, because uh, I just kind of reading your bio here. Great tip. Great. Uh, Headshot, by the way, looking very sharp. I like it. Very, very well done. But because uh, I'm always curious about how how do you how you get to a point? Well, here's the home, and we're throwing in money and cars and all of this because it's about selling tickets and, and getting that money in, and then deciding from that pot 
who is going to benefit? The Calgary Health Foundation, what specific uh, groups within that are going to benefit? And I guess in terms of the fundraising for healthcare that you've been a part of for, for so long, how, do, how, how is it decided? Which, uh, which aspects of the healthcare system benefit from this? Yeah, great question. You know, our, our brand is all about breakthroughs in care, uh, wellness, and research. And so we're always working closely with Alberta Health Services to identify the gaps and where that sort of opportunity to uh, add a margin of excellence through community dollars and philanthropy like the lotteries exists. And so we work very closely with Alberta Health Services and we evaluate uh, different opportunities, uh, always with that lens of of breakthroughs in care and advancing care for our community. So that's how we do it. Yeah. And from a fundraising perspective, has, has it gotten harder or easier, I wonder, over the years? Because everybody knows about the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. They know about the trips and the cars and all of that. Is it, is it a challenge in 2022 to, to still get this amount of uh, prizing and these massive dollars? Or, or has it become maybe a little bit easier? Yeah, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, the awareness of the importance of healthcare has made it top of mind for everyone. And I would also say that during the pandemic, actually, the lotteries have done very, very well uh, with just really strong support. And I'm not sure all of the reasons for that, but it's been sort of a trend across the country. But I would say, you know, our fundraising is quite comprehensive, you know, with, uh, you know, larger philanthropists in town, as well as, uh, you know, uh, regular monthly donors that support uh, the Calvary Health Foundation. And I would say that while it's been challenging, I think that has been more than made up by just the awareness that people have of the importance of uh, the health system and health care for our community. So Yeah, Mike Meldrum is, is our guest here, and we're talking about the, uh, the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. And I was on the website yesterday kind of poking around, and you start to see the the actual, you know, the infrastructure, the the equipment, the buildings, the areas that have benefited from this, I would encourage anyone who's bought a ticket or even hasn't is considering maybe doing it because we focus on cars and homes and stuff. It's got to be so rewarding for, for you and everybody involved, and I think that has to trickle down to the people that have bought tickets to see the the tangible benefits that are coming from this endeavor. Yeah, you know, everybody loves the prospect of winning the prize, but I think what puts people uh, over the top with purchasing the tickets is the fact that it's to a good cause and it's going to make a real difference. And this year, like no other, we have, you know, just some great areas that will benefit and, uh, and it will be just exceptional for the community. In terms of, for, with you and the Calgary Health Foundation, there's so many people. You've got your board of governors, there's, there's yourself. A lot of Zoom meetings. What's it been like over the last couple of years? Because I know I know it's a challenge when you have that many people involved in a leadership team. Yeah, you know, a lot of Zoom, a uh, lot of uh, uh, you know, some challenges with communication. But I would say uh, it's gone actually really well, and uh, we're actually back into the office now. At least, uh, uh, yeah, for a bit. So we returned to the office March first, and that's been nice too to sort of reconnect uh, in person as well. So. It's nice to, uh, nice to feel like we're maybe turning the corner a little bit, for sure. So, a, a Maserati and a trip to the mall. Have you been to the Maldives? Yeah, they, how was it? What's did they the send you like? on, a, yeah. on a research? <laughs> Scouting. Yeah, RO, you know, go and investigate. Wouldn't that be great if they had me test all the cars and go on all the vacations yeah. first? But uh, unfortunately, they do not. So, uh, But yeah, that 2022 Maserati Levante Modena is, and that... Uh, 
you know, seven night uh, for two uh, to the Maldives. That's uh, just incredible experience, both of those. So be great. It, what do they call it? R&D, some research and development? That's right, You'd yeah. be, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're the president. I feel like that's got to be at least some kind of perk you get, right? Should I might be. tell you who to talk to. Uh, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have your back for it. We'll have your back for it. Because uh, I and again the the Maldives. T- so you're flying and then you fly again and then you get on a on a, a speedboat and they take you out. This is a bucket list trip. And it, again, if you don't want the car in the trip, you can take the hundred and fifty thousand and you're in for all the other prizing. But man, uh, it really looks like a once in a lifetime kind of a vacation. Yeah, and, and that's not a bad choice to make. You can't really lose with either one of those, the uh, the car and the holiday or the yeah. or the 150000 cash. So, yeah. Well, someone's going to have to make it. I mean, some poor sap out there is going to have to make that <laughs> decision between a Maserati and a trip or $150,000 cash. And, and again, Mike... I, I, in terms of ticket sales, I know that uh, you know things are a little bit tight, but the the importance to buy tickets for the reasons that we kind of laid out uh, are as great as they've ever been. Yeah, you know, in fact, this year, um, you know, our focus are, is around women's health. You know, the Foothills is the only center for many specialty services, uh, you know, such as pelvic floor, breast health, and cancers of the uterus and ovaries, and even perinatal mental health. And so these are areas that are just... Uh, critical for us to advance care and and uh, are so critical to the health of our families and our communities so um, yeah hoping everybody can by midnight tomorrow can uh, get in uh, on the lottery and purchase tickets mike always good to catch up with you thanks for this good luck uh, selling those tickets and uh, we're going to sell this thing out we're going to do our best to get this thing sold let's out. go let's, let's go. go you betcha perfect thanks so much right guys on. thank mike Okay, take care. President and CEO of the Calgary Health Foundation, Mike Meldrum. He's uh, with fundraising and all of that. It's it's a big part of it. The, the, something of this magnitude doesn't just throw itself together. The Levante doesn't drive itself up. No, to it the, doesn't okay. just say, hey, give me away. Maldives aren't calling up saying, hey, we got uh, you know, like seven days. and would like these, to give uh, something away for you. What is the tiki huts here in the water if you want? Oh, you got to get into it. Before midnight tomorrow, buy your tickets. Foothills Hospital Home Lottery, and there are so much, there's there's the different aspects to it, and you're probably best because there's the hundred days of winning, thirty five hundred bucks a day from June fifteenth to September twenty second. Uh, there's the add-ons, the, the 50, fifty draw. It's gonna get over. It's gonna be over three million, and that's on top of everything. So just go Foothills Hospital. Come on, home do it. And buy Come on. Um, where do we want to go? We didn't, I mean, we talked uh, a little. The Maldives? I'm looking at pictures. That's yeah, where I'd like to go. This focus. is unbelievable. Are you kidding me? I am, I, yeah, I know. Holy. Right? Crystal blue water? Yeah. All the huts are just, they're on stilts in the water. Mm-hmm. Just right there. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I can't focus on work. This is too hard. I said earlier in the show about uh, the last couple of weeks, it feels like as soon as I nod off for the afternoon nap, mm-hmm. something ridiculous happens in the in the nfl every day we've had huge news seemingly for like two weeks oh russell wilson is oh denver yeah oh. wow geez how about okay that? i didn't oh, khalil say... mack to the Chargers. wow oh, holy yeah. had no idea that was uh that was oh, aaron rogers he bet oh Devontae oh, adams gone what and see the Devontae adams one was a big stunner i think totally because you and, and then that in in so many ways is kind of connected to what we saw yesterday mm-hmm. where tyree kill is traded from Kansas City. You would think, could there be a better fit between? I mean, you've got the one, if not one of the best, I mean, the tight end, the quarterback, the receiver. You've got blue chippers 
on that offense. And it sounds like it has more to do with Devontae Adams and his payday than it does to do with Mahomes or Kansas City or Miami or anything. Because you wonder, why would – the question, Devontae Adams, why would you leave Aaron Rodgers? To go play with Derek to play with who, who anybody, right? You've got you have. Yeah, if you're going to Mahomes, uh, sure. You're going to go play for one of the other you know, four, five, six great court. Okay, you go play yeah. Tom Brady, sure. You're, you're the best one-two punch in the league. Yeah, best quarterback receiver, yeah, for sure. And as it turns out, well, he's best friends with Derek Carr, and maybe his relationship with uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't that tight. And grew up being, a, you know, grew up loving the Raiders. We've seen a lot of pictures here in the last week or so of him as a kid with the uh, Raider jerseys on and cheering for His kids' uh, pajamas. They they got some gravity to them, don't they? So it's okay. You you want to get paid, and that was the other thing too. Green Bay says, "Well, we're going to franchise tag us. Like, don't don't do it." No, I, you could do that. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to play. I'll just be a Richard if you do that. Yeah. So they did, and then he uh, he had to get out. Childhood dream. Mm. I don't feel like Tyreek Hill's ty- childhood dream was to play for the Miami Dolphins. This, if you if you believe from the people that uh, that report on this, the insiders, this came down to. Oh, how much is Adams making? Mm-hmm. I'd like to be the highest paid wide oh, receiver. I need please. to make more than that. Kansas City, I know we've talked extension. Are you going to do this? You're not? Then trade me. It's, uh... And you know what? I, you could make a great case that he should be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So if you feel like you're worth a number and your team's not giving you that, it seems like it's not really a problem to ask your employer to move in the NFL these days, and I don't really have a problem with that. Devontae Adams averaging $28.5 million, $67.5 million guaranteed. And less than a week later, a week later, Tyreek Hill traded, signs an extension with the Dolphins. He had, what, one more year? 120 uh, over four. The Oof. extension is, uh, so from this 67.5 of, uh, of Adams, this one's 72.2. Guaranteed. Yeah. $28.5 million for Adams. It's 30 for Tyreek Hill. So we got it. And he's going to Miami, and on one hand, Tua Tungavailoa is like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, the critics are like, uh, fewer excuses, son. Yeah, there, there's uh, expectations now. We're now really, go- you've got the highest paid wide receiver in the league. And I, I think the jury is still kind of out on Tua. I think Absolutely. He had a fine, I think he had a fine season. They but- were sniffing around Deshaun Watson until what? This offseason, they finally, after they ran the coach, are like, okay, we're Flores is like, okay, well, this is over now. We're gonna, we're not pursuing Deshaun anymore. But it felt like for two years they've been trying to upgrade him. Yeah, or at least curious about it. That's not. They're not doing that in San Diego with Herbert. They're not doing that in Cincinnati with with Burroughs. They're not doing that in Kansas City with Mahomes. Now he's already been extended. I get that. But point being, like, they took him one pick ahead of Herbert. They're looking for a better quarterback, mm. or have been at least. So we'll see. Like, Patty, what are, what are your thoughts on what two has done and what lies ahead here? Because to, to Boom's point, like, okay, if this does, if you're not good now, well, where are the excuses? You just went and paid the best O tackle in the game mm-hmm. and brought in the highest paid receiver. Well, this is exactly like you see, you're giving him the weapons he needs. He's already got Jalen Waddle there. He's got Mike Gesicki. He's got now he's got Tyreek Hill. So his accuracy is there, but can he get that that long ball going? Uh, he's got the protection now with Tron Armstead. This is what the third year now of Tua uh, as, as the starting quarterback. I think for, so. For yeah. The Dolphins. So, yeah. They uh, they didn't want Watson, but they've seen the other teams. Okay, well, well, Cleveland got Watson. Uh, what else is happening in the AFC? The AFC West got stronger. 
This is the Bills division, and the Patriots, you know, Mac Jones is pretty good, it seemed, after one year. So Mac Jones is coming along with the Patriots. So this is a make-or-break year for Miami. This is a huge year for them, I, I think, with uh, with the new coach, Mike McDaniel. Uh, they got the running That's game right. there, too, so with uh, Raheem Mostert coming in. Not mm. a lot of problems with Tua. That's a good offense. I dig that, McDaniel. If I mean, what what do you take? You, you, you read what people say about his knowledge and prowess coming in, and but just seeing how down to earth he seems with the media he, he's very loose I guess that will change very quickly once the expectations ramp up but it's a lot of different parts all of a sudden outside of Waddle and and, and Tua you you mentioned uh Armstead Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert both come in on the on the, two free agents right oh, yeah. for running backs what Cedric Wilson came in from Dallas it's a lot of new faces sure. you got to uh you got to get everybody moving and now I mean it, you think is it one? Is it two weeks of maybe subpar play from Tua before they're starting to? Uh, we got well, what, Jacoby Brissett they no, brought in to back up, or is it somebody it's Teddy else? Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. Okay, Brissett was behind somebody else who's signed. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's uh, that's a spot. Do well, and you're the star that they went and tried to draft at fifth overall. You don't, yeah. and now it's like the B word comes out. Going back to Hill, there's really no other way to look at it than. He did it for the money. Yeah, well, right? and, and to usually here, like, oh, I wanted. Oh, did you want to play with a better quarterback? Because some guys, no, like, no I got to go play. No, that ain't it. He's closer to home. He's a Georgia guy, but and played at Alabama, I believe. But yeah, you don't leave Patty Mahomes and tell people it's about something not the money. And when you sign Patrick Mahomes to the type of contract that he got signed to, there's not going to be. Monster dough to make other people the highest paid at their position around the league available. That's just how the cap works. Going to be a lot of Dolphin fans coming out of the woodwork. What do you mean? I I, I love Dan Marino. I haven't seen those Zubaz pants for twenty years. Don't pretend you've been wearing love, those for a while. I love that guy. Uh, hour three of the program, just to kind of tee it up. James Sharman going to join us now. He's in Costa Rica. He's in, he's in San Jose. Not California. No, not California. Nor Mexico. So, it, I mean, it's great, a big, uh, big match between Canada, Costa Rica, and, you know, it's a chance for Canadian men to qualify for the world. But I do see he's hanging with Arash Badani, and that's no fun. I've done that before. Is he just uh, the wet blanket oh, on that trip? You know, bitching about it's Kirk Cousins all the time. It's too hot here. And, yeah. What do you mean it's too hot? This is lovely. This is, this is cold when we left. It's warm here. I'm sweating too much. It's too much. So we'll talk to James, who actually a very nice guy, uh, as opposed to Arash. Makes a mean pie, too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Valerie Bell, we'll talk with her about the, uh, the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. Can't tell you enough. Get in. The, uh, I know we want to focus, focus on the bonus prize. The, the early bird prize, which is coming down. Yeah. $1.1 million prize package, a condo in Canmore, Ooh. a brand new Range Rover and $25,000 cash. Isn't that nice? Where it's like, Hey, here's your new condo and here's a brand new vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stress you. Here's 25 grand. And it's, fur- and it's furnished and all of that. Yeah, don't worry if, about if it. If you want to get, uh, you know, your face deckled on the hood, you got some cash to do that now. And it's really... You want to get some the, truck like nuts the, and put it on the back? Here's 25K. The grand prize, it's it's too much. $2.7 million grand prize show home. And furnished. And landscaped. Everything's done. Plus a brand new uh, Porsche Cayenne to park in the garage. Mm, like that. And... $225,000 cash. That's a nice little, oh, by the way, and, and cash. 
You got a three car garage. One of the you're going to need to put your two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. I don't know where to put all this. This is a lot of money. They should get you a safe. That's really something they right? should do. I, mm-hmm. I feel like they're missing. We should have talked to Mike about that. FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com is the website. Um, what can we tell you? Calgary Flames off yesterday, practicing today. Noon. Nooner at the Dome. We will see, I suppose, what the lines are going to look like. You gotta, yeah, I've been messing around here. You'll move some here. guys in and out. What's interesting is I think they'd like to see Ryan Carpenter, but what's a little more difficult is finding who to take out. I saw you had Steinberg on yesterday. Yes. And he insisted that despite suggestions that it on merit should be Sean Monahan. He said this is this is a delicate thing because of how respected and well liked he wears a letter. He is in the room. He's wearing a letter. So not only has he been around for a long time and has a alternate captain's letter on his jersey and makes six million uh, this is once you go plus, there. Plus, plus. Once you go there, you've gone there. And if there's a coach that doesn't give a bleep about it, it's Daryl Sutter. It's still a conversation that I think they're going to have to be very sure they want to have before they have it. Don't just, let's just chat and we'll figure it out. No, no. You're going to do this now? Because once this thing, you break the glass, you can't put it back together. The toothpaste is out of the, the tube, like you can't put it back in. No. He's been a really good soldier. He has not played well as compared to what we've come to expect from him in his career. There's lots of good reasons why him not trying isn't one of them. He's trying his tail off. He's been a good soldier. He hasn't complained an iota about ice time, roll, minutes. He's been taken off a top line, taken off a second line, taken off a third line, taken off power play one, taken off power play two. Will he be okay there, there's eating one more, popcorn? There's, one there's more only one off. lower level to go to. One more. And I don't know that uh, you want to do that now, or what you do maybe is you you say, hey, guys, we've got, we got 14, 15 forwards that we've been rotating through. If you include uh, Rizicka, who's now down in Stockton, we're going to start getting everyone through on back-to-backs, and vets enjoy some rest. That's a nice little way of framing things, isn't mm-hmm. it? Hey, Milan, we don't need you to play a back-to-back. We need you ready for game one of the playoffs. Hey, Sean, one out of these two games this weekend you're going to get in. Show us you're good. And it comes back to, I, I'd wonder, because I don't think Daryl cares about that sort of thing, but I think probably behind closed doors you have to a little bit. Well, and I, to say he doesn't care, I think, I think is probably not cutting him enough credit. I just mean he's not afraid to... He's not afraid to do it, but he's, he's also a guy that played the game, and he understands how players will react to things, and he's also gone to these guys and said, here's your role, here's how you help the team win. He would understand how the player is feeling if he was told this, and I wonder how that weighs into his... Do we do this or not? But I'll tell you this. They didn't spend a fifth rounder to bring in a guy and eat popcorn and watch for the rest of the year. High energy, defensively strong, penalty killer. Ryan Carpenter is a guy they would like to have on the ice, is my impression. They didn't have to go get him. They did not have to go get him. So, tomorrow, Arizona. Saturday, Edmonton. It's exciting. It's fun. I mean, it's Come on, let's get a little bit of drama. Yeah, well, like the Battle of Alberta Saturday night, 8 p.m. Yeah. at the Dome. Let's go. Heroin beers, let's go. Let's do See it. you at Dutton's after. Uh, we'll get into our number, I'm going to call it three. Hour three of the program. When we come back, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.